Yeah. <laughs> Got to work it, man. We did it. We yeah. did it. What's going on, brother? Oh, chilling, man. Chilling. I am so impressed by the club right now. Thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I got to tell you, uh, I knew this guy when he first started. He was producing shows in a restaurant. He's like, hey, I really like comedy. I want to have this show in a restaurant. I forget the name of it. It was called Off the Hook. Off the Hook. That's right. Yes. Off the Hook in Naples right there. That's or not Naples. In, uh, right here in New Samaritan. Yeah, New Samaritan. Not the Off the Hook in Naples. Right. Different. Had a show going on in a restaurant. We're standing there in the corner. I was like, dude, this dude's, uh, you know, he's, he's he, he paid. He did everything right. He did everything right. Uh, and then and then you, you uh, had a show at the hotel, which was a great show. Like, he moved up. Yeah, that came after Mellow Monkey. Little Monkey? Yeah, Mellow Monkey on Mellow Monkey. On, was I there? Yeah. I, I think you were there at least once or twice. Was I? Yeah, it was the historic district downtown Sanford. I can't picture that one right now. Yeah, it was similar. Red, black, like this. You never did Mellow? I'd have to see a picture of it. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, because I went from doing shows there. Yeah. And then um, I opened up Mellow Monkey. Uh, well, there were two guys running a place that were doing it terribly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I sort of I offered them a marketing campaign. It was like 10, 15 grand. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I said, you know what? I'll tell you what. I moved it off the table. I said, make me one third part. And they were like, all right. I knew they were dying already. I've been watching them for a couple months, and I knew that they were dying. Yeah. And then I found the landlord they were dealing with who hated them. Right, so I came up with an idea, like, all right, cool, let's do it. They kept it, it was called Area 51. Went long before, they were like, dude, this isn't working. And I said, you know what, let's do a comedy club. That was the setup from day one. Yeah. I set it up from day one that way. And then I, we turned it to Melvin Monkey, then we had a falling out. I got them dudes, basically, they ran out on the lease, which is kind of what I wanted them to do. Right. And I was supposed to re-sign the lease March 26th of uh, COVID year. Oh, no. And I held up, and I was like, ah, I'm not going to do it right now. My point is, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he started at the bottom, now he's here. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at this. You got your own comedy club, and it's beautiful, and it's impressive. And uh, right before we turned on the cameras, he was telling me about uh, everything he had to do with the building. And just like, dude, this, this man literally grunted it out with his own hands, <laughs> built it from the ground up. And I am so proud of you, man. Thanks, it's, man. It's, Shout it's out really to Artesian cool. Design, too, to help us do it. My, my, dude, those guys, he pulled all the guys off the job. We were hanging out in here, standing next to that safe I was telling you about. Yeah. And the mayor stopped by. And Mayor Russ uh, stops by, and he's walking through, and he's a comedy fan. And he's like, how many days till you open? I was like, 12 or something. He's like, yeah, you're not going to make it. <laughs> and he said that my GC, Aaron, man, he looked at me, he's like, what? Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. I was lighting the fire for everybody else. We can do it. We can make it. Aaron's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Once the mayor said that to him and left, yeah. Aaron's like, oh, we're going to make this. <laughs> he pulled people off of other jobs and loaded everybody up. And, we, and he helped us get it done, man. He showed up. The mayor showed up just to say that. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> hey, you guys are going to be open in time. All right. Got to go. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, he was uh, he was kind, man, and a uh, little helpful, man. And, uh, I tell you what, what really helped us get it open, other than artesian design, is a great attorney. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get one of those on your side? I'm yeah. telling you. When you don't have one on your side, it's terrible, and they're terrible people. Right. When you get one on your side, like, I love the attorneys. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but it's about I've, you, man. It's about Yeah, you. yeah. No it's more about me. All right, sorry. This is my interview it's here. About him. It's my interview. A headline and like, man, take me, like... What got you into comedy, man? What walked you into it? Yeah, so what got me? I mean, man, I, I've been a comedy fan since I was a little kid, right? I would watch it on TV. Um, I just, I laughed all the time. I was actually just telling some people, too, like, my dad was really funny. And, like, my dad would, like, I remember, like, um, he would, like, be reading, like, the Far Side cartoons in yeah, the newspaper. Yeah. Remember the Far yeah. Side? And he'd be laughing. I'm like, I don't get it. What, you know, explain it to me. And so my dad would explain jokes to me. 
And once he started to explain jokes, and I started to understand other jokes, you know, um, and I'm like, I see what's going on here, you know, and it was just, it was cool, right? And um, fast forward, I, I worked uh, as a server at a comedy club up in New York. Which one? Uh, at the Comics Cafe. Okay. But yeah, it was, it was upstate New York. Yeah. And, um, and I'd be I'd be serving. I was like nineteen. I'm like watching the show as I'm cutting through. I'm like, man, how do how do they do that, right? Like I'm just looking like that's scary. How do they do that? Yeah. But I I noticed that like I was busting my ass as a server, and everybody that worked in the box office, they got to watch the show, because by the time the box office, you know, by the time the show started, the box office was done. Yeah. So they're hanging out, and they they were like smooth sailing. And they always had like tickets to give away or promotions. So everybody in like the city would would be like, you know, oh, that's the guy that can get you into the comedy club. So it was like cool to be in the Status box. Status change. Status change, right? Yeah. So fast forward, so I moved to Orlando from from Rochester and um, I didn't have any friends. I didn't grow up in Florida. So I um, I got a part time job at the Orlando Improv. Right? How long ago? That was in um, two thousand three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a part-time job at the at the improv, and um, it was the box office. And I was so excited to just be around comedy in the box office. I showed up like a day early for work. They're like, okay, you could you could You're start. You're cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I just want to be here. I got to learn everything, learn the system. Uh, they had a comedy class. So I took a comedy class. Who taught? Uh, Who taught? Gary Minky. Okay. I don't know if you know that no. name. No. That's that's a podcast for another time. Uh, but uh, he uh, he was teaching the comedy class and. Um, and uh, so I, I did that. I did the graduation show. That's right. Right? So my very first time, like, being on stage in front of a real audience was, like, 220 people. Yeah. And I crushed. Like, I did great. Okay. Right? And I was like... Do you remember, do you remember some of that five minutes? Uh, uh, one thing... I remember one thing. And it was something along the lines of, um, like, even the janitor at NASA can brag that he works at NASA. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, I work for NASA. You know? so, uh, I, I don't remember exactly. That was the gist of it. But... Um, so like after I did that, I, I did like a show in front of like 220 people. Uh, I remember I went up to the manager's office. I'm like, now what? Like I, I thought I was gonna get like a Give comedy. Me a theater. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I crushed for five. I'm ready <laughs> yeah, for Madison Square. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I could do this. And then I went to like um, the local open mics in town because I started hanging out with the open mics and I'd become friends with the other comedians and stuff. Uh, and then I learned real quickly. Uh, that I was not ready for Comedy Central after one performance, <laughs> and then uh, and then and then that's kind of that was the that was the start of it. I just kind of started. Uh, I worked for all the local clubs in, in Florida and and kept growing and growing. And uh, this is almost what twenty years close. Seventeen years. Seventeen years. Yeah, seventeen yeah. years have come. Now you teach that class now. I teach that class now. Okay. Yeah. How, how long you been teaching that class? What what made you want to teach? So um, well, I I was working at the Improv. And the guy that was teaching it got fired, but because Minky, Minky got fired, but because I was there, I was already at the club. I like worked in the box office. I started the class. I, I always had a good relationship with the club. I would always go to the comedy class, even all these years later, as a working comic. Okay, yeah. Like I would sit in. I'd, I'd write and hang out, and I'd meet the new guys and blah blah blah. And um, and so Gary would say, "Hey, uh, the new guys go with Carmen. The people that have been in class for a while come here." You became the assistant. So I became the assistant, yeah. and I was like teaching them actual joke structure. Like, if you want to write a one-liner, you do this. Here's how you do some act-outs. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And they're like, "We all want to go to Carmen's side, right?" So I kind of started to like. <laughs> you started stealing them. Right. I started stealing, but I didn't mean to. Like I was just, you know. 
Um, and then Gary got fired. He had to, you know, they let him go. So they're like, they let him go. So like, Carmen, you take it over. So I was like, okay. So I was like, it literally fell into my lap that I started teaching this comedy no, class. I, I don't know if it fell into your lap. I mean, that's right place, right time. But you just, you kept going to the class. You you kept working on your own stuff the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you, you put yourself in that place, man. I did. And I didn't realize that I did. Yeah. You know, I put myself in the place, but I didn't realize it at the time. What's your what's your writing process? What's your process from like idea to joke to workout? What's that process like for you? Yeah, so there's a few different ones, yeah. uh, and 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 I'll, so this is what we do in the class. Uh, so one of the things we do is we play this game called Rant Round. Okay. And um, the the we put somebody on stage for a minute. I love doing this. We put on stage for a minute, and the other students or the other the people in the crowd will give you a topic, right? And um, might be like, okay, uh, the topic is uh, traffic. Okay, you got one minute, just go. And you just gotta come up with whatever you can on traffic. Just freestyle. Just freestyle on traffic. Yeah. And something funny will come out. Um, so that's a fun way to write. Or, or I'll sit uh, I'll sit and do that same kind of exercise, but with a pen and paper. Yeah. So you can- so you're a pen and paper guy, not a thumbs guy. I'm not a thumbs guy. Yeah. I'm not, if something hits me and I, I have to put it in there, I'll thumbs it. But I'm, if I'm doing it, I, that's, I got my note, I got my book bag over here, like, like this. Like. <laughs> I still travel around with my book bag filled with notebooks and books and, and drugs and, drugs and, a, and a cigar. Uh, so, so I still, I still have to have like my, uh, my paper and pen. I think there's something special about paper to pen. Yeah. I, I hear that from a, a lot of comics, right? Uh, they're like, there's, there's, there's right. We're, they're traditional. We write it. I, I think it's a form of bragging, to be honest. It's a form of like, no, we don't thumb things. We write these things now. Yeah, yeah. I also thumb things. The, the last thing I thumbed, it's so stupid. Uh, I, I said, um, eating a piece of cake is a piece of cake. Uh, you yeah, <laughs> don't have to work on that one. <laughs> Actually, DJ CM Tana did a joke like that last night. Did he? Yeah, he said uh, he stole uh, he stole a piece of he stole a piece of cake from his baby, and he had to admit it was a piece of cake. It's like stealing candy from a baby. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know DJ's delivery, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Uh, I guess I'm deleting that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, you can argue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about that though? Right? Is you know you hear a lot in this industry, right? About joke stealing, right? Yeah. It's a major thing, right? right. And but I've often wondered, I'm like. How many premises are there? You know what I mean? And right. you, you hear guys that, like, you know, may say people steal jokes, right? But they'll get on stage and they'll do a joke about, I don't like my wife, right? And they'll right. do, like, that's never been done before. Or right. I hate being married or I hate my kids, right? Right, right. You hear these premises that I've listened to a hundred comics do. Yeah. Where's that line between yeah. you stole a joke or you're using a pretty general premise? Yeah, so that's a real thing, uh, I think. So there's, you've got the parts of a joke, you got the topic, and then you got the premise. The topic could be the same. There's a million comedians that talk about weed. Right, right. Weed is the topic. But the idea, the premise is is its own. That should that should be where where the comedian is makes, really makes something special. But again, that could be, that could be done too. Like, you know, how many, okay, so let's say the topic is pot or weed. Um, how many comics say that uh, you know weed it makes you hungry you end up eating everything in the fridge? I'm sure that's probably been done a million times. Yeah, um, you know. But then Matt Williams did that premise and killed it. Remember killed, he just yeah. sitting on the counter, just staring at the fridge. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But so, so then, but then if you have a, if the topic is weed and you have a different angle, like um, another idea that I've thumbed, I haven't even brought it to the stage yet, but is like uh, like like medical marijuana, like that's uh, like that's the only medicine. That comes in candy form. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're never gonna get like, 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 like 
Benadryl Skittles. You know, they don't have anything. You just branch out from there. Branch out, yeah. yeah. So, so the topic could be the same, um, but you definitely want to have like a, your own unique premise. And ideas, that, you know, they do get. Um, I don't want to say it's stolen. Stolen is like when you purposely take it. It's mine. Right, right, right. You know, which I don't. I don't feel like I know like a lot of people that do that. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know if it does that. But it's it's possible to have like parallel thinking where you're both like. Right. You know, and it happens. And I think both you just happily married, both hate your kids. Right, right, <laughs> right. About it the same way. Um, Eugene Torres, you know Eugene yeah, Torres. Yeah, yeah. Him and I both have a joke, uh, very similar about um, the like Pandora radio station. And then the ad that comes on yeah. and disrupts the mood. Yeah. Like uh, they're funny, they're, they're, but they're like basically the same joke. Yeah. But we both wrote it on our own, yeah. you know. And that's it's something like, you could that happen. Right. Yeah, that it happens. happens. It happens. So it's just you know, what do you do? I don't know. I guess keep doing it. I don't know. Yeah. Or, so it's, whoever gets it on TV yeah. first, maybe. Or, <laughs> I think so. Or on a podcast. Or on first. A podcast. Yeah. yeah. Eugene, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> you got to record it. You record it. it right yeah. Right. He he got it posted first though, so I was like, damn. Right, it. You're done. You're done. Uh, you know, I'm out. <laughs> that's that's two jokes now. I'm done. <laughs> How do you? know the jokes ready for stage and the process of the jokes so we're taking it from the written process right what, where do you take it from there before you say it's ready for a headline at night before you know it's ready for stage uh, I'll and a, 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 something I learned from Eric Myers who's a rest in peace little buddy yep uh, but he would he would do something new every show every night even if it was just an idea he would toss it out there to see if it gets a laugh so I, I try to do that like even if it's just like the idea of the joke, like and maybe because we're talking about it now, maybe I'll try that that weed. Uh, the weed, yeah, why not? Yeah. You know, like I'll toss it out there. I'll see if it gets a laugh. If it does, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna um, expand on it. And then kind of like that game I was saying with the rant round, where you just talk about it. Yeah. I'll do that on my own material. So yeah. I'll do a joke, and then I'll just try to say two or three more sentences about it. Just as just poke around. Just yeah. in the moment, whatever comes to mind, poke around. And maybe it gets a laugh, maybe it doesn't, but I, you know, I try to do that too. Um, and sometimes you know if a joke is, is funny or not. Like, uh, I've just been doing this joke about, um, it happened after quarantine about, uh, and this is, speaking of a unique premise, uh, the, that the country of Israel is located on the continent of Asia, which means Jewish people are Asian, which is hilarious, you know? So, so like, like I, and I, and I got some more tags, but we're going to save it for the show. Uh, but like, like when I had that idea and then I thought about like the little act outs and the tags that go with it, I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like I already know that that's hilarious. So I, so I started doing it in the show and it, it does well. Kind of, you just tested it. it is because I know there's some comics um, that stuck with a joke that bombed every time they did it. Uh, oh, it was uh, the one I'm thinking of mainly is Chris Rock, right? Yeah. Uh, different types of inward, right? Which yeah, is his yeah. Thing, right? Yeah. And I heard that he worked this in clubs all over the place and it bombed for years. And he never gave up on it. He stayed with it. And obviously on Bigger and Blacker, that, that bit murders, right? Yeah. It's like, what? Do you have a bit that you hold on to? Yes. When, when do you burn it? When do you yes. let it go? When do you say enough's enough, right? <laughs> yeah. I got, uh, I got uh, an older one and a newer one that are like that. Yeah. Uh, the older one is about, um, talk about my dog. Um, I say he's very smart. Uh, three years old, he was already playing Fletch. Dressed up like Chevy Chase and everything. Yeah. Nobody laughs at it. And then I go, I, and I, I laugh, I tell the crowd, I'm like, I'm still going to keep doing that joke. Like, that is funny to me. And uh, I go, it's an old movie with Chevy Chase. He dressed up like different characters. I don't know how many people know that movie. Oh, yeah, I know the movie. You know the yeah, movie, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so and like, when I kind of acknowledge that, they, they chuckle. You know, they laugh a little bit. But I just, it's funny to me for some reason. 
and that's that's what I've been doing. It's, it's part of a bigger bit. Uh, the new one that I've been I've been working on, and I hopefully I'm going to do it tonight and tomorrow. So we'll see if it works. Um, I think the word chauvinistic pig sounds like a pig that won the blue ribbon in the county fair. <laughs> okay, yeah. he's, he's in show. He's show yeah, 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 show. Uh, quite the chauvinistic pig you got there. Uh, thank you, chauvinistic pig, two years in a row now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just funny to me, right? So like, I've been doing that one, and like, it's it's hit or miss. You know, like if they're with me the rest of the show, like, and I get to that, they're like, oh, that's really funny. And if if I like put it too early, they're like, that's dumb. You lost it. You lost us. But I'm like, it's so funny to me yeah. that that uh, I don't know. And that's the other thing, like with comedy, like you, there's a there's the also the fine line of like you're doing material that the crowd laughs at, or are you doing material that you just like to do and you you see your own little silly because there's you have to do both. You know, you have sure. to like. You have to entertain yourself. Like, if you put out what you think is funny, the crowd will follow you. But you also kind of have to give them some of the the ones to bait them. You yeah, know? bring them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring them in. Yeah, I think there's, uh, you know, there's these writing comics, right, that are pure writers. And I can always see a pure writer on stage. Yeah. I can see one. Yeah. Right, because they, they, they hit this, they're, they're nailing it, right? Right. And uh, I, I often don't see them ranked. Uh, they stick to the lines, yep. and if the lines don't hit, they just move to the next line or the next line. They don't branch out. They won't play outside of what they've written, right. what they've tested at open mics, right? They just boom and boom and boom and boom, yep. as opposed to being, like you said, the one that's getting on stage and going, you know, I'm working some bits right now. I don't I don't know where it's going. Right, right. right. And freestyle that bit. Right, right. And uh, there's, I, I think I'm more of a performer than I am a writer. Like, I'm... I'm and in the moment, I'm very, I think, sharp and witty, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, there's definitely some of these, some of these comics that are such good writers. Good but you know, it, uh, you know, who's a really good writer. You know, Christoph Jean. Of course, yeah. Christoph Jean is like one of my favorites in town that right now. That boy can write. That boy can write. Yeah. Dude, I watch him anytime I see him at a show or like we're at the same show. I'm like, hang on, I gotta go inside and watch Christoph. Gotta watch this, I gotta yeah. watch Christoph because he's so funny. Uh, and then let's see who's more performance based. Like um, Alex Yu. Do you know Alex Yu? He's my best friend. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. My best friend. Alex Yu. I, I think that guy. That guy could perform. Yeah. He uh, he's he's you know former. Yeah. Not that his not to knock his writing, but like if the, you see you see the two different uh, <laughs> styles of comedy, and you know, Vince Taylor comes to mind. Vince Taylor is a performer. He's a performer. He's yeah. he's a yeah. performer. But there's at the end of the day, if the crowd is laughing and it's funny, that's all that matters. Right. Yeah. Funny trumps everything. Yeah. Funny trumps everything. Do you find that separation right between you know performing at an open mic? And well, we'll do three different uh, yeah. three different platforms, if you will. An open mic, a bar show that does a random Thursday that some people in the right don't know, right? The bar show and the comedy room, right? Where do you find that difference in audiences and, and how that performance goes? Yeah, so we got uh, open mic, bar show, comedy club. Yeah. Uh, open mic, bar show, comedy club. So, so what's the differences you're saying? Yeah, for you, right? Because I, yeah. I know a lot of people that you know at an open mic, right? They don't do so well. And then I'll see them at a comedy club. And they'll crush. They'll crush. Yeah. Right. And that those differences between those shows for you. Yeah. So for me, like, open mic is fun because you're taking something that you've never even said once, you know, like an idea, the thumb stuff. Maybe you're reading it off your phone and you're just literally testing it out there, seeing, hey, does this get a chuckle? Does this get a laugh? You know, uh, bar shows are that... Um, you have to have a certain I don't give a fuck attitude and and it and it ends up going really well cuz you're like okay I don't give a fuck the, there's drunk people at the bar they're going to shout shit out they're going to heckle but if you don't give a fuck and you show that you're not scared then they're then they're like this guy is awesome and then sometimes at like comedy clubs I this is something I've I've struggled with 
is is you're getting paid for your professional show. So sometimes I go into comedy club. I'm like, okay, I gotta I gotta be professional. I gotta really do my act and blah blah blah. And it stiffens me up sometimes. Uh, yeah. So I have to take some of that bar show energy uh, and apply it to the comedy club to be like, I gotta give a little bit of I don't give a fuck in the comedy club, and it and it ends up going great yeah. when when I can do that, you know. Yeah, uh, Alex, you actually uh, he gave me my best piece of advice. Uh, it was like a crowd of almost two two fifty that we were doing one of my first biggest shows like that. Yeah, and you could tell it was a bit like. Okay, man, I'm a showman, right? I'm more of a performer, right? I think I'm to play around. Yeah. And he grabs me real quick and goes, Adam, 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 wait, remember. Have fun, G. Yes. And, yes. I'm like, and that advice stuck with me forever. Yep. I'm like, oh, yeah, just go have fun. Just do that. Right. Yeah. I, I forget that all the time. And I tell it to my students. And um, John Charles, uh, my buddy that I started off with, John Charles Raglan, uh, he would, him and I started off together, and we would always remind each other, hey, have fun. You know, because if you're not having fun, it, the crowd could tell if you're not having fun, yeah. right? And it's like we're I'm I'm doing that. I'm doing stand up so that I can have fun, right? But sometimes you get in your head and you're like, okay, I'm get get you know they're paying me. I gotta be professional. I gotta make sure I get all the last. Wait, 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 wait. Have fun. Yeah. And, and then it, and then it all goes fine. A couple more questions, man. Yeah. Uh, who influenced you um, the most in comedy? Some people that influenced you, whether that's comics or whatever. Uh, who are those? People? Uh, my influences, I, I think it's more like, so like I said, when I was young, when I was a kid, I would listen to all the comedy. I, I, there was a, that show on VH1, um, Rosie O'Donnell used to host it. It had like a blue curtain with like holes in it with, that were the stars, like stars and the, the, I forget what it was. Um, everything on Comedy Central, like all those old like 90s stand-up shows, I'd watch those all the time. And like I said, my dad was really funny. All of his friends were funny. And these guys would just laugh all the time. And and I watched Seinfeld as a kid. I watched Conan as a kid. But I, I think it was more like, instead of like getting inspired by a comedian, I, I feel like I was more inspired by like my dad and his friends to like laugh and goof around, you know? And like, I just want to have fun and get, you know, make people laugh and stuff. And, and then, uh, you know, that kind of ties into getting the job at the comedy club and, and goes back to the first part of this but that, that's kind of where my inspiration come came from was from just from me wanting to continue to laugh yeah yeah i take that man yeah so worst bomb worst and bomb. worst bomb ever but then how do you recover from a bomb what's your process from a bomb what's that like for you in that process yeah okay so my worst bomb was probably um i got two stories that come to mind uh one of them i was with carmen morales yeah uh, you know who that is? Yeah. Uh, her and I had this show booked, and there was no MC. And an MC could make or break a show, I think. Without an MC, it's like, like so there's no MC. She goes up cold, just starts doing her material. They're just like looking at her. I go up, start doing my material. They're just looking at me. And it, it, it just like, I've never had a show where it was like zero laughter for like a proper sold out room. Like it didn't make any sense. Like I still can't figure it out. Like they're just like, not even like, sometimes the crowd is like, <laughs> that's it they, they they gave us nothing it was just like cringy like it, it was terrible uh that was like the first worst bomb the the second bomb when people asked me um i got booked for this show in florida and it was at a venue that was an old the building was an old pizza hut like you could tell it was an old pizza yeah. it was a very uh it was an old pizza hut that was converted into a chinese buffet which was then converted into a Spanish nightclub. Yeah, and you could see it. 
yeah. you know? And so, uh, so we, we had this show there, and, um, and like, the bookers had us there, but it was, like, one family, like, a, a father and mother with their two kids, like, eating dinner that didn't know that a comedy show was going to happen. It was so cringy. And, like, you know, so we're sitting there uh, trying to, like, entertain these people, and it was terrible. And then uh, on the drive home, we flipped the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we barrel rolled the car. Uh, it was in Webster, Florida. Yeah, that's a terrible night. It was God, absolutely the terrible, most worst comedy night. And, like, we're driving home, like, sulking in our bomb. We're like, what was that? Why did we drive out here? The owner was weird. The The family was just looking at us. Like, there was, like, the Spanish nightclub lights. Like, it wasn't, like, a proper, like, these are, these are show lights. These are spotlights. This was, like, without the music. And we're like, what, what, what the hell just happened? We're heading home. And then, uh, and then... There was like a couple of raccoons popped out, and he swerved to miss. We we crashed the we barrel rolled the car, and we weren't even like drunk or high. Just like, raccoon just avoiding. Raccoon avoiding. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. So those are the two bomb stories. How do you get over? Uh, how do I get over like a, a bomb? And, and uh, like the, those are the worst. Like then there's the average bombs. Um, the average bombs. How do I get over them? Is uh, man, I don't know. I, I guess I just like. I, I, you know what I, I, ref, I go back to remembering to have fun, because when I, if I bomb, it's probably because I wasn't having fun. If I bomb, sometimes the crowd bombs, yeah. and that's a real thing too. Sometimes you know you're doing material, you're up there giggling, you know you're having fun, you're delivering your material properly. Every the material that's worked a thousand times, you know it's funny. At that point, you're like, okay. This one's on you guys. <laughs> like, this one's on you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'll, if that happens, like it, that, those don't bother me. But if it's if I could tell it's me, then I'm like, okay, I got to get my feedback on the ground here. I got to remember to have fun. Last question, man. What's your ritual pre-stage? My pre- your, your five minutes. It's green room. Right? Yeah. You get the nod. Like, hey, ready? Five minutes. Yeah. Hey, what's your what's your ritual? Yeah. Lately, I've been like addicted to candy. Like I'm eating. Like I'm always eating Skittles or something because I haven't been. Uh, haven't been smoking weed or drinking lately, um, so I, uh, you know, no energy drinks. So I've just been having like my candy. It's been like my little thing, and um, it's nice to have a minute away. Uh, or, or I'll try to like watch the show. I'll try to see what the features doing, or you know, kind of just uh, linger around. Um, the, but, but the the day, the whole day, like today, I had to like eat at a certain time, so like poop at a certain time, so like a shower right afterwards, so that you know what I mean. It's a whole day thing. So by the time I get here, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm ready to go whenever, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that, right? That, that headline thing, or even performing for some people, it is an all day thing, right? You wake up thinking about it. All right, I got to eat at four. I can't eat at six. Yeah, yeah. And like I knew tonight, tonight we have two shows, so I knew that uh, tonight's gonna be a later night. So like I woke up this morning and I'm like ah, it's too early to get up I gotta go back to sleep went to sleep back to sleep till like 11 you know you go. <laughs> I gotta do my resting in the morning yeah, man. Uh, so yeah so, that, so that's, that's where I'm at now and now uh, I got my cigar so I'll probably hang out outside after this and smoke a cigar a little bit and uh, maybe get a soda water if you guys have some and, and, and that, that's my pre-show ritual you know and uh, uh, maybe scroll through my notes if I, so I've, been, I've been working all week I had a show uh, Tuesday, uh, so I headlined Tuesday, Wednesday, um, 
gave up a spot on Thursday yesterday because we opened up uh, the open mics at the end. So, I, so uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then I got two Friday, uh, two here Saturday, and then I got an afternoon show Sunday. So I'm currently on like a very hot streak of performing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm going to get that Carmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get a midweek banging on all cylinders Carmen. Um, but uh, if, if I'm not on that, then, then I'll go through my set list or uh, you know you know what else helps is if I call a buddy and we shoot the shit and just kind of get silly yeah you know like well, just Alex start and I do it. yeah warm yeah, me up a little bit warm yeah. me up talk, talk some shit kind of just get in that funny mode yeah and then and then I'm like good to go I love it, man. Tell yeah. them about where they can find you, man. Yeah, uh, you can find me. So uh, I gotta tell you this for a minute. So uh, uh, Eric Myers, uh, it, we're on um, we're on uh, my buddy uh, Healthy Junk Foods channel, and uh, he goes, "So where can we find you?" Eric goes, "You can find me right here." <laughs> I think about that every time now. You can find me right here. Uh, no, but please find me online, Carmen Valone on everything. Um, I've been working on building up my YouTube. I've been working on building up my Instagram, Facebook. Uh, just started to post to TikTok a little bit, but uh, and that's the other thing. Social media is I'm trying to get more social media. It's awesome that you're doing this. Yeah, you know, yeah, like got you gotta to, gotta crank out content. So Carmen Valone, find me. I'm out there. Thank you for doing the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Being here, man. I love it. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yep. Bye, guys.